0: Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, a podcast of resources for your journey of transformation. What kind of transformation? The wholehearted kind, personal, professional, and spiritual. Each week, you'll hear different transforming practices to help you on your journey of becoming more fully you. We'll hear from others about their own journeys, learning to let go of habits and patterns that no longer serve them and how they're practicing leaning forward to the wise woman God has designed. I'll occasionally include a book recommendation because, well, that's part of how I'm wired. I love ideas and encouraging others to learn and grow. Thanks for being here. Well, welcome to this second interview episode of this season of let go lean in podcast and i'm bringing back a wonderful guest from earlier this year podcast episode 117 andrea stunts hi andrea hi everybody I'm so excited to me. have you back and, and I will um, link in our show notes to our previous conversation episode, but this one is really exciting because we're going to talk about a uh, leadership value and what it is and why it's important to you and all of that kind of stuff and everything else that may come across our thoughts. Oh. But before we do, I want to just update everybody so that you know who Andrea is. I'm going to read her. Um, bio again here we go Andrea is a well-traveled born and raised Texan who longs for adventure especially if it requires a passport yeah since we met you've been to Italy and oh my goodness anyway uh, I digress back to back to the bio Mm -hmm. as a Christ following sojourner she is a lover of stories and a connoisseur of sunrises and coffee best when served up together when she's not supporting others by editing and mentoring, she can be found writing or spending time with the joys of her life, her grandchildren. I love that. Yeah. They are my joy. Yeah. Aren't they? It's just, mm-hmm. there's something special about grandchildren. I I've heard that before and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, yeah. it's hard. I, to I even think describe. it's
1: my, my theory is it's double love. It's double the mm-hmm. love because you love your kids and they came from your kids and it's, it's just, it's just a whole other level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Of love. So, you know, loving others is, is a part of our, our work here in the world, but there's, there's a lot that can keep us going that love is part of it, you know, wanting to be with people and stuff. But I wonder if there's a I don't know, like a practice that keeps you kind of focused as you are doing your editing work for other people and you're speaking into others' lives. I know that off camera, we've talked about how God just keeps bringing women across your path who you especially have giftings to relate and experiences to relate to them and stuff. Mm happen what keeps you moving forward on a regular basis that that could help other women as leaders? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is an easy answer for me because as an Enneagram six, um, I value withness and community and alongside. And so those are some of my favorite words. And so when I started mentoring and even in my my editing work my whole purpose is the whole thing everything that brings me meaning and all that I do is that someone else isn't walking alone
0: mm. that,
1: some, that someone else has someone walking with them and journeying with them and um, that came from of course my personality but it also came from a part of my story when I was overseas and a big trauma Experience event happened and I didn't have anybody. Mm -hmm. And I just, I longed for someone to sit across the table from me and, and be there with me and didn't have that for a while um, until I did. And then I'm like, "Ah, that's what I needed. It was that Mm -hmm. connection. It was that with person, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need a lot of people, you know, in my personal life, but I do need a few and I need to know that they're in my corner. And so that's that's what motivates me. And everything that I do is that no one walks alone. Mm, or no one that. no one journeys alone.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, it's interesting that you relate that back to when you were overseas and there was mm-hmm. a, a trauma experience. I have heard and and you work in the writing world, and you probably have heard this too, that that you write to the person that you needed then.
1: Mm-hmm. you write what
0: you need to read yes you write what you need to read thank you that's mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. clear that's why you're an editor
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> so, not original to me i've heard it before so
0: <laughs> but but there's truth in that and and the passion that you have was born in adversity and you know how valuable that is i love that exactly, exactly. and you know
1: and then knowing my personality and knowing how i'm how I'm made, how I'm bent and what I need Mm -hmm. helps me not feel bad about that. Like I know that I need people and there's nothing wrong with that. And so there's other people out there that need people. So if I'm available and you decide that you need, you know, a with person, I'm your girl, you know, but some of us, it takes a, a little bit longer to get to that place where we decide, yeah, I really do need somebody to walk with me.
0: you know that that plays so beautifully into into what you know the whole idea of of leadership values and and one of the values is empathy and empathy Mm -hmm. is built out of that withness Mm -hmm. being able to perspective take and and things like that and yet the the hard part is that empathy is built through struggle and Mm -hmm. And yet there's so much that can be gained through struggle. And I know that when, when well,
1: I, growth. I mean, yeah. any kind of growth, any kind of growth is built through struggle and there's a lot of pushback against that because we don't want the pain. We don't want the struggle, you know, that it's not comfortable. It's not
0: fun. You know, oh, <laughs> so. it's not easy. You know, there, yeah. there are so many things that are um, in the world that, you know, Harriet hurry up do this here are three things that you do to be able to get to this result and it's like it it's not authentic because it hasn't had the the french word terroir, is what the soil is like for the old vines to grow in and it's yeah. mostly gravel and you know it's hard gritty stuff and the the roots have to go deep through that and it's a struggle. And yet that struggle builds mm-hmm. out all these beautiful results. And and I know that you um picked a particular value of leadership to talk about. And and I know that this just like segues right into the word that you landed on. And what did you decide? Yeah.
1: So I I have had a, I won't say it's a love-hate relationship with this word, but I have had some some uncomfortable struggles with this word mm, in, mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And so when it came up recently between a com- in a conversation with you and I, I'm like, oh, we need to have this conversation. So yeah. Yeah. that's why we're here. So the word um, that I would love to unpack with you as it relates to leadership, as it relates to leading ourselves yeah. to leading others um, and to just inner healing and helping others heal um, is resiliency, mm-hmm. or resilience,
0: resilience. Yeah.
1: So, and I am just all kinds of giddy waiting to talk about
0: this. Well, <laughs> launch in and we'll just, we'll just talk. I love it. Yeah. Resilience is uh, one of those Built out of adversity as a member, <laughs> uh-huh. so, no, yes. Yeah.
1: So, my so the 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 hate part it's not hate. What is another way to say the love hate relationship? What is another
0: resistance, struggle? Resistance. I mean, a, there's a all resistance, kinds of- <laughs> yeah.
1: So, there I you know go, my, <laughs> yeah. My resistance to resiliency is was born out of childhood and Mm -hmm. all of the transition that I went through as a child. And then uh, there's no parental parental issues or anything. Um, but we moved a lot. And so I had to be resilient, resilient. I had to move forward. Mm -hmm. There was no other option but to move forward. Um, or, you know completely crashed and I don't know for some reason that wasn't an option for me. So that's part of what we we need to unpack, you know, like yeah, how yeah. how what what makes someone resilient? Um mm-hmm. but but the resistance I have to the childhood aspect of resilience is people will say, oh they're children, they're kids, they'll bounce back. They're they're mm-hmm. resilient. And I'm like, no, they need they need safety they don't you know they don't need to be kids aren't meant to be resilience you know resilient they're they're meant to feel safe and we need those caregivers and connections and safe people in in the children's life mm-hmm. to help them feel safe then resilience can come later and learned and Built, <laughs> you know, as we grow and mature. But there was a quote from um a podcast that I listened to, and she said, let's see, where is it? Her name is Maggie Smith, and she was on a Kate Bowler podcast. Mm-hmm. She's a um, poet. Yes. And she said, resilience. It's not something you are, it's something you choose. Kids are not resilient, they aren't able to choose that. Resilience is a trade-off for safety learning mm-hmm. to be resilient means safety was not present i'd rather my kids not be resilient and feel safe she said mm. um and then you know i i was raised in a family where we learned how to live life like if there's no blood you pick it up and you move on you know um <laughs> yeah you're fine you know you're
0: fine
1: uh-huh. so i yeah. learned how how to live I learned how to live a life of moving forward and pushing through. And that also goes with my personality as an Enneagram six to, to for bravery, to, to push against the fears. So there's, there's that too. So, my, you know, one of the things that you said when we talked before about this was you said resilience is not a band aid but a muscle and I love 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 that mm-hmm. and I think so many times we try to put a band aid on a child. Yeah, and not give them the safety they need to build the muscle of resiliency. And, yeah. um, and so I've had to learn that as an adult, on my own with my mm-hmm. own connections my own attachments my own healing, and following my own path. Um, And I think a lot of us do. So I think the misconception of what resilience means Mm -hmm. is why I really want to have this conversation with you, because I want others to understand and, and feel heard and feel, um, (laughs) not alone (laughs) Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. in their own misconceptions because people push resiliency especially in the business world you know and in and in the healing world you just need to move past it you just need to move on you know and it's like there should be a kindness and a compassion to it um yeah so i think that's what's been missing in a lot of people's worlds of resiliency
0: yeah, because it takes on, as a result of, of you know, just push past, just mm-hmm. move on, don't dwell there. All It takes right. on a, a negative connotation rather than a, a strengthening to right. your character. Right. Because we're not born resilient, to your point about children. We're not born resilient. Resilience is developed. And... <clears throat> there's an organization that's been around, well, almost as long as I have. As a matter of fact, they began in 1958. So that's ancient history for most of the way that people <laughs> view the world these days. But the the organization is called the Search Institute. And they did extensive research over the years about the the ways that people learn and grow and develop. And one of the things that they determined after hundreds of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of interviews and interactions in their research, that there are 40 assets that can be gained in a youth's life, in a child into high school, you know, so all the way mm-hmm. to when they become an adult, if they have those 40 assets, then they are resilient. Wow. And and there's a list of what the assets are. And, and I'll put the link to the Search Institute in the um, show notes for those of you that are curious about it. I learned about the Search Institute when I was still teaching school and what it meant to be an asset builder. And that's what you're talking about, Andrea, is to be a person who comes alongside, who is with, who listens, who encourages, who is there in the hard times. That's an asset builder. And I think that all of us have that role in a variety of settings. But as a transformational leader, that is a big part of the role with your team, is that you are with your people, yes. you're encouraging them, you're hearing them when they're struggling. And and you demonstrate these other aspects of leadership, empathy, and presence and and influence in a way that can build a person so that there's no shame so that there's no hurrying past the struggle because the struggle is going to build that muscle of resilience right.
1: right well it's just like when you're when you're working out in a gym right yeah you've got you've got to push i mean it's a it's an old analogy but it's the you got to stress the muscle for the muscle to grow i think so,
0: so yeah yep. you absolutely do. And And there are so many examples of where people are glossing over and almost ignoring hard things. They don't want to talk about it. Now, there's also at the same time more conversation around challenges than I recall. And it's probably due to social media, you know, the access to information and things that we have now that that we didn't when you and I were young moms however the the idea of just get over it get through it that ignores the formation yeah
1: pick yourself up dust yourself off and start all over again you know it's it's a great yeah. song <laughs> but yeah. but it it does not really work that way and that's what i would love for for people to under for people to understand is that that self-leadership aspect of giving yourself the space to in in therapy world we talk a lot about reparenting you know and Mm -hmm. we and Mm -hmm. so if some of us weren't given that safety net that safety right um element when we were children we've got to figure out how to Provide that self that for ourselves now, you know <laughs> when when we're met with a traumatic event or something that we need to you know work through, um, yeah, in business or in personal life. You know we've got to we've got to first establish that safety element, and then we can, you know you can't just barrel into a gym, and you know go lift three hundred pounds. You know you've got to build up to that, and so and it and it takes safety measures, you know, to be able to do that, to put those mm-hmm. in place before. So when we weren't given that as a child, we've, we're going to have to to do that for ourselves first, for resilience to to be able to build.
0: Yeah, Oh, no, that's well said. And, and I'm just, I'm curious, and, and if this isn't something that you're ready to talk about, then please, you know, say, no, nah, that's n- not a good topic. But I'm curious, as far as practices for reparenting, Uh, Mm. is there is there one that is your go-to when there's a trigger
1: yes absolutely and i love talking about this because it has been so helpful well there's two things attachment is one and so learning how to attach um and feeling safe enough to attach finding people that Mm -hmm. i could trust to attach to that was one critical aspect of of what I needed to -hmm. how to reparent myself because I had to, it took a lot of courage (laughs) to attach to people because people hurt me, right? You know, Mm -hmm. so the people, that's my basic mentality before I've done a lot of healing work was that, you know, people are just going to hurt me. So I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going all in. yeah Um, But the, the main aspect that is so helpful for me um, and this came from a lot of therapy, several books that I've read, but the the basis of it is how old do I feel? So mm-hmm. in a trigger, so I've worked through all my childhood traumas and adult not worked through them all, but I know what they are. Mm-hmm. I've acknowledged and I've acknowledged them all. Um, and so when I'm triggered, I can say, Andrea, how old do you feel? And if I feel four, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that's going back to. Mm-hmm. How can I take care of that little four-year-old mm-hmm. and and love her well and be the parent to her that she needs? You know, not that my parents were bad. they my mom's gonna listen to this. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want that to, you know, they they were great parents. But um, but kids need things that their parents can't give them. That's just the that's just the fact of the matter. And so, and then I can, then I can say, okay, well, if I feel 16 or 13, you know, Oh, that's what that is. How can I take care of that 13 year old? So it's loving, it's loving the little girl that needs the reparent that needs the parent. Um, now from myself as an adult, does that make sense to, to love her and care for her? Um, yeah, and 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 protect her, you yeah. know, when she wasn't protected in a certain situation.
0: Yeah,
1: or seen, or heard, or seen, or heard, or made yeah. to be safe. You know, she yeah. wasn't safe. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. The um, you've mentioned the enneagram a couple of times, and if if you as a listener are not familiar with that personality tool i'll i'll also include a link to learn more about it but the language that you are using andrea comes directly from your way of seeing which is as as an enneagram six because security and safety are are big drivers for an enneagram six and Um,
1: and connection connection and community are the antidote You know, and so when you're when when I'm not living in in a in a balanced way or letting the Holy Spirit guide me, then I'm definitely going to bump into the 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 part of me that doesn't want to that that doesn't feel safe
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
1: can't do what she needs to make
0: herself feel safe. Right. Right. Yeah. And and you use you didn't say this word but in your illustration of do i feel four do i feel 13 do do i feel 16 how old do i feel right now that is awareness yes and and growing our awareness of our lived experiences of the circumstances in our lives and how they impact our lived experiences awareness is the first step to change and it's not fun i i
1: i buried those traumas until another big trauma unearthed everything you know i did a good job of blocking those traumas out most of my life until i couldn't oh my word you know and so then when i'm going back i'm like i don't i don't want i don't want to go back there you know it's aware awareness and facing reality is no fun
0: no, it's not no. Fun. <laughs> no, and that I will say is part of learning to lead yourself well. Because Absolutely. The easy one off is uh, a variety of addiction behaviors shopping, sex, uh, alcohol, alcohol, drugs you know, Mm -hmm. all the things that distract us eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The obesity epidemic that we have in our country is in part due to our own distractions. We can go into food quality and access and all that, but I won't get, that'll take us way off in the weeds. But the point is being able to be aware of yourself and going back in, it's in it's your a mind. willingness. Yeah.
1: It's I want it's a willingness to be aware.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a we have to be willing to be aware and yeah. and and get back to some of that stuff because it's not enjoyable, but it is necessary if we want to
0: be well, if we want to be resilient. Well, if be you resilient. want to be resilient, because Absolutely. those life experiences could take you out, any one of yeah. them and yeah. and you would be off the path of serving others and walking with right. others through their own hard right. places. Right. But God has a plan for each of us that we get to uniquely live out the way that we bear his image, the imago Dei. And so mm-hmm. here we are reminding ourselves that this aspect of resilience is not something we just take off a shelf and say okay today I'm going to be resilient it is it is born from challenge from adversity mm-hmm. from from the you know falling down and skinning your knees and getting back up again and recognizing you have a support system mm-hmm. around you and then you get back in to you know what you were doing before that and and all of that kind of you know weaves in obviously leading yourself well but then practices that you know we talk about in regard to trauma triggers but practices Mm -hmm. to keep moving forward and and those kinds of things i think if we're not conscious about how we're moving through the world if we're on autopilot we don't recognize that right. we have these tools that we've right. been putting in our in our tool bag and mm-hmm. and so i just wonder if there's if there's a um anything in particular that that you want to add to that keeps you motivated to keep getting back up and and moving is it your other orientation is it your God orientation, what, what keeps you motivated?
1: I, you know, I, as I was reading and, and kind of just doing some research on resilience and um, resiliency, let me read you the, the definition Mm. from, Mm -hmm. um, I forget which dictionary it's from, but it's um, able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Mm. And then the other one is, uh, so it says the opposite is vulnerable and sensitive, which I thought was really interesting Um, because I don't think that I agree with that. But anyway, um, the other description, the other definition was able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. And the example was a shoe with resilient cushioning. Nice. And I, and I wrote down. I was like, I am not a shoe cushion. <laughs> uh-huh. I am a living, breathing mind, body, and spirit. And I think the element for me that is that that drives my ability to build resilience and to be resilient is the spirit, the the faith aspect. I've mm-hmm. often said, like, I don't know how people. Yeah. Can go through some of the things we've gone through without the Lord, without our faith. Um, and people do, people do, and they do oh, it well. Yeah. Because God created humans so amazing, you know, to be able to do some of those things without His, you know, you, you've you said this before, the, His presence is there, whether they choose to acknowledge it or not. Yep. But He's made us so amazing that we can, we can build. And live good lives, you know, with, without having the faith aspect, but just not as good. I've got friends who have been through exponential trauma mm-hmm. and they still love the Lord. And I'm like, how, Yeah. how in the, how do you, how can you trust in Jesus? You know, and it's just mm-hmm. that it's the, he is, I don't know. He is, he just is. I, so the faith aspect for me, is, is really um, critical to, to the resilience. Another thing that I love to say all the time is follow the path. Um, I'm a path follower. So when I ran across a book called The Path to Resiliency, of course, you know, click buying that one, you know, anything with a path. But Lilius Trotter is um, was a missionary to, I want to say... Morocco. I think it's Morocco. Okay. Uh, back in the 1800s. But anyway, her one of her favorite quotes is um today's first lesson was in these little mountain paths. I followed mine only a few yards further this morning and such an outburst of beauty came. You can never tell to what untold glories any little humble path may lead if you follow far enough. Mm. And I just love that, I think, you know, to me that's that's what motivates me to resiliency is the hope of the beauty untold the glory Mm. that's just around the corner Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that has to do with my faith because that's why I love sunrises you know it's just like there's the beauty around the corner if I can just make it through this dark night then the sunrise is going to come you know God's going to create another day and so I don't know that's that's what I have to say about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. I really appreciate that. and and we're living in a time where faith practices are under a lot of scrutiny and right. under a lot of um, criticism right. and and because of the generalized uh, formations that have been oppressive to others there's just no way not to acknowledge that again awareness you know we learn we become awake to aware of and then we have to sort through and i've i've gone through this process myself and recognized that jesus is better mm-hmm. all all the the institutionalized faith practices can fall away because he isn't an institution right and and that for me was like ah okay well and i think so i still have my faith (laughs) but it's not in an institution it's not in a group of people it is in one person and that to me is is what is unifying and his love for everybody yeah yeah.
1: everybody well and and you I don't think you can have resilience without the hope of that you know I think resiliency takes an an element of of hope that there has to be something else there has to be yeah. something to to go for there has to be something around the corner yeah
0: you know? that that but, keeps um moving keeps you moving exactly. forward. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. I love that. Yeah. Being, being able to recognize that resilience is something that is grown over time can help you as a grandmother when you're, you know, speaking into those little people. If somebody says, you know, kids are resilient. It's like, no, nobody is resilient unless they've developed it. and. Right. How let's just, worry. Let's just right? be
1: concerned let's concern ourselves with making our children feel safe
0: yeah. and
1: and the and the world isn't safe so when i say <laughs> to feel safe it's 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 an it's almost an impossibility to make our kids feel safe but that should still be a goal um you know john 16 one of my favorite verses about resiliency is you know in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world yeah. we will have trouble our kids will struggle yeah but if we can help them build that resiliency muscle while they're struggling and in a safe environment, that's, that's the key. So another article that I looked at on from Mayo Clinic, not even a, you know, a a faith-based, you Mm -hmm. know, just clinical um, on how to build resiliency. I thought it was amazing. They said that you need connection, you need meaning in your life, you need to learn from your experiences You need to remain hopeful. You need to take care of yourself and you need to be proactive, do the work. I mean, all of those things are things that we need to, there's the recipe for resiliency right there, but Mm -hmm. they started with connection, which I totally love because that's my, that's my thing. Right. And so, and when we don't have connection with other people, when we, we can't heal, we can't do life in isolation. It doesn't work.
0: no doesn't no. work. Thomas Dunn, I believe, John Dunn rather said, no man is an island unto himself. And, and that was said hundreds of years ago and is still true today. And yeah. you felt that as a child and that I felt like the shoe cushion,
1: you know, in a lot of ways I was, I was taught to be the shoe cushion, you know, just bounce back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not, and we're not. We are no, living, none breathing of minds, are. bodies, spirits. So.
0: so is there a particular resource that you would point a listener to? Like you have shared some articles. Oh and, yeah. You know, is there is there's, there one that I don't know.
1: There's a there's a few. I mean, the scripture, of course, John 16 yeah. 33, 1 Corinthians 16 13 be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Um, um, I, there's just several, there's a good book, but I, I and I hesitate to recommend it because I haven't finished it yet, oh. but I think it's going to be really good. It is the path to resiliency by Chad Robishaw and Jeremy stolnicker And they are military. It's, he's talking about the warrior spirit, uh-huh. but he's, he's saying the missing piece even in and he's talking to military you know ptsd trauma but he's like that's not i mean marriage every, you know life in general is is where they're going but they came at it from a military background
0: mm-hmm. which
1: which is very interesting to me um but they're saying that the piece that's missing is the spiritual aspect mm. of resiliency that we've got we've got the physical we can be physically resilient as a warrior you know I'm going to barrel through mm-hmm. um and the mental you know mind over matter you know just do it um but the spiritual aspect of resiliency is is that he's saying they're saying is the missing key for what we need in our culture right now and in, in healing and thriving so yeah it's interesting
0: Well, I will um, hunt that up and put a link in the show notes because it sounds like an interesting book in case any of you that are listening are interested in finding that because that'll all be in one place, plus all the ways that you can connect with Andrea. if you are a budding writer, you want someone like Andrea to walk alongside you to help you develop your writing resiliency, because that's an important skill when you're a writer. Keep going. You can do this. I so appreciate just this little, you know, snippet of time that we've had together to talk about this particular value of leadership, but how it's impacted you personally and how you're recognizing you can develop this muscle and, and then to be so, so clear about how to reframe what. A child's reframing. experience is yes.
1: reframing is crucial and yeah. i just would love for everybody that's listening to just remember that you're not a shoe cushion you know yeah. be kind to yourself be kind to yourself give yourself the 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 space to be human yeah,
0: yeah. that's so good what a good word well thank you andrea same again for, for your time me. and and i just look forward to more conversations same same Thanks for listening to this episode of Let Go Lean In podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen and engage with the thoughts that come out of my head and into this microphone, as well as listening to conversations that I'm privileged to have with other amazing people who are doing great work in the world. I would really appreciate you sharing this episode or other episodes of Let Go Lean In podcast with people who you think would benefit from the information that is being shared here. Also, it's always a great help to others by liking and subscribing to the podcast so that the SEO goes up And Apple podcast and where you listen to podcasts will show the podcast as interesting and available. So please help us out to get the word out by liking and subscribing and coming back next week. Thanks for being here.